Trapcast Express. Tradcast Express. It's Monday, October 1st, 2018. Francis wants you to pray the rosary in October to protect the church from the devil. In a communique released September 29th, the Vatican Press Office states, quote, The Holy Father has decided to invite all the faithful of all the world to pray the Holy Rosary every day during the entire Marian month of October, and thus to join in communion and in penitence as the people of God in asking the Holy Mother of God and St. Michael the Archangel to protect the church from the devil, who always seeks to separate us from God and from each other. The prayer, the pontiff affirmed a few days ago on September 11th in a homily at Santa Marta, citing the first book of Job, is the weapon against the great accuser who goes around the world seeking to accuse. Only prayer can defeat him. Unquote. Isn't it absolutely amazing how traditional Francis can suddenly be with just a little encouragement from Carlo Maria Viganò? Hey, look, if Michael Voris hadn't already come out with all guns blazing against Francis, he would probably now be releasing a vortex along the lines of, The Holy Father has asked every Catholic to put on his combat boots and get engaged in spiritual warfare. Pope Francis is urging every soldier of Christ to do his duty and fight the devil. And we here at Church Militant are stepping up to the plate and fighting for our church against every diabolical attack, uh, or something like that. But now, of course, uh, that probably wouldn't fly. Hey, times change, okay? Remember this clip from The Vortex? Pope Francis talks like a pope, like the successor to St. Peter. Well, that was then. Francis must not realize it, but with this latest call for prayer against the attacks of the devil... I think the unholy father is not doing himself a favor here, because I think he's making himself look rather foolish, because, I mean, who can't see through this charade? So now he's worried about turbulence in a sect? Well, he's the one who told the youth in Rio de Janeiro to make a mess. Ah, yeah, well, but of course, that's not the kind of mess he had in mind, you see? Well, that's just too bad. Too bad, Francis. Be careful what you wish for. You know, it's the same way with uh, God's surprises that Francis always says we're supposed to be open to. Well, he got his own surprise a month ago when Viganò released his first testimony letter. Was he open to that surprise? Of course not. Then Mr. Talkative fell utterly silent and only shot at the great accuser from behind the pulpit. Which, by the way, is now also silent. Did you hear about that? Yeah, the same day that Viganò published his second testimony letter, September 27th, the Vatican announced that Francis was taking a break from his daily preaching for a while. <laughs> I wonder why. Oh, what a madhouse. All right, catching up now uh, on some older news. On July 5th, the so-called National Catholic Register reported on a new book by Chilean author Jose Antonio Ureta, which is uh, being released in English on October 24th. The book is entitled 
Pope Francis' paradigm shift, continuity or rupture in the mission of the church, an assessment of his pontificate's first five years. And uh, what's interesting about this is that this book actually mentions, however briefly, Sedevacantism. In its chapter 10, entitled It is Licit to Resist, this work presents as the great middle way between following Francis on the one hand and rejecting him outright as an imposter on the other, the position of resistance, recognize Francis as a true pope, but resist him in his errors. And that's justified, the author claims, because those things Francis needs to be resisted on do not involve infallibility. In other words, the same toxic old resistance fare is being heated up once more and is being resold as a great dish with the most healthful ingredients for our souls. The it's not infallible argument is one of the oldest and biggest red herrings you can find in all this controversy. But what Ureta proposes here is not only old, it's above all false argumentation because it assumes incorrectly that the Catholic magisterium is only binding when it's infallible, and that is false. And we've addressed that many times in the past on our website and in various podcasts, but let me briefly say it again. Everything the Catholic Church teaches on faith or morals in her magisterium, whether fallible or infallible, is binding on Catholics with very few exceptions, and we don't even need to get into what those exceptions are because they don't apply to people like you and me anyway. And even where dissent is permitted, it is only an internal dissent that is permitted, not an external one. So anyway, the reason why we have an obligation to assent even to what the Church teaches fallibly, where error is possible, is that it is nevertheless the teaching of the Catholic Church, which was instituted by Jesus Christ to be our teacher in matters of faith and morals. The authority of the Church is not rooted in her inability to err, but in her being the divinely appointed teacher. But hey, don't take my word for it. Take it from Canon George Smith, whose excellent article, Must I Believe It?, can still be found online. It's from 1935. Here is how Canon Smith explains the church's teaching on this. Quote, Herein lies the source of the obligation to believe what the church teaches. The church possesses the divine commission to teach, and hence there arises in the faithful a moral obligation to believe, which is founded ultimately not upon the infallibility of the church, but upon God's sovereign right to the submission and intellectual allegiance of his creatures. It is the God-given right of the church to teach, and therefore it is the bounden duty of the faithful to believe. Unquote. And that's it. So, this whole, oh well, it's not infallible argument is a complete distraction. It has nothing ultimately to do with anything, fallible or not, it is always Christ's church who teaches. But um, we really need not worry about any errors, in uh, any possible errors in non-infallible teaching because such errors can never be harmful. They could never threaten our salvation. And that's another thing. 
uh, people like Ureta, uh, you know, recognize and resistors like him, usually tend to lump it all together. They assume incorrectly that if something is not guaranteed to be free from error, then it's also not guaranteed to be free from heresy, or that it can lead in some other way to our spiritual ruin. But that's false. It doesn't follow, because not all error is the same. Think of it this way. If I tell you that the drink in my glass is not guaranteed to be free from soda, then that means that it might contain soda. But to say that it therefore could contain Coca-Cola specifically is a different claim altogether. By the way, the PDF of Ureta's book has already been released through a Novus Ordo group called the American Society for the Defense of Tradition, Family, and Property. If you briefly flip through the chapter, It is Licit to Resist, chapter 10, you see it's just more of the same old, long-refuted arguments about St. Paul resisting St. Peter to his face, the Bellarmine quote about uh, resisting a pope, taken out of context, of course, the Vatican I quote about the Holy Ghost not being given to teach new doctrines, misinterpreted as merely a normative rule to be followed rather than a truth describing the papacy, the misuse of the canon of St. Vincent, all addressed, refuted, and explained on our website, novosordowatch.org. As always, ladies and gentlemen, the linchpin to all this madness is the belief that Francis is in fact the Pope, and likewise his Novus Ordo predecessors. That is what is driving all of this tortured pseudo-theology about resistance this and non-infallible that. That pin is what holds the whole madhouse together, and yet people are hanging on to it for dear life. In his interview published in the Register, Ureta says that sedevacanism is not a solution. Well, it may not be the cure for the disease, but it is the correct diagnosis, and any and all cures start with that. Tradcast Express is a production of Novos Ordo Watch. Check us out at tradcast.org. And if you like what we're doing, please consider making a tax-deductible contribution at novosordowatch.org slash donate.